Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. We are at the tail end of April. We are getting to the end. And so Katie had to, she didn't struggle through my my picks. I, but didn't, I like sports yeah, movies. Yeah, How yeah. dare you? <laughs> so she, you know, sat and smiled and got through the ones I really love. She loved them too. But now we're going through Katie's picks. And this movie, I knew sooner or later it was going to happen. I like this film. But I don't love it like Katie. Katie How dare you. loves this film. It's good. I like it. I've seen it. <laughs> when the Disney Plus came out, I want to say this was the first thing you watched. It absolutely was. When- the night Disney Plus dropped at midnight, I, or at, what, it dropped at 9 o'clock because it dropped on the at the same time East yeah. Coast to West Coast. So Disney Plus dropped at 9 o'clock and at 9.02. I had this movie queued up and ready to go. Yeah. I like put in my login information. I was like, here it is. This is the one. I have been waiting for this movie for 20 years. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. We uh, we were in a Zoom call with the guys. We just finished some episode and Katie like ate something happened and Katie scooted off. She's like, she's gone. She's gone to us because she is ready for Disney Plus. And so we are talking about the film Brink. And so it is a aggressive inline skating film, as they say online. It's aggressive. Uh, Eric Von Detten, my boy, he's he's the main character. And Andy Brinker, Brink, Andy Brink Brinker, Brink Brinker. So I learned something fun and cool about this. This film is actually a modern and loosely based adaptation of a novel from 1865 called Hans Brinker. Or the silver skates, Hans Brinker. Uh, yeah, my my head immediately went to Hans Bricks. <laughs> you bust my balls, Brinker. You bust my balls, Hans Bricks. Yeah. So I learned a little bit about this book, and so it follows the honest to god skeleton of this movie. So Hans, like dad, gets sick and he has issues, and so uh, Han Hans like wants to be a speed skater like you know with ice skates and stuff and apparently this character Hans Brinker is still like the prototypical speed skater what everybody wants to be like like I'm trying to think of some novel version of something and everybody's like I want to be like him like I want to be the physical version of that person yeah. so Hans is what you want to be when you're a, a ice skater a speed skater uh it follows the skeleton of this movie and i thought that was really cool and so um yeah he earns enough money to buy skates for the race and then he offers the money to the doctor to pay for his father's operation and then the doctor provides surgery for free and he's able to buy good skates and he skates in a race and he sacrifices an opportunity to win uh to help a friend win so the same situations, and then uh, his little sister, she actually wins the girls' race and gets the silver skates, what everybody wants. Uh, it's really cool, and I was like, holy crap, like Disney, somebody out there was like, oh, you want to make a skating film? Like, this old, like, cool story from where I grew up in Holland, like, this dude is like the skater, and like, let's do a new version of that. And Disney is down for old stories, mm-hmm. building them up like modern. That's Disney's mo. Like they come up with new ideas. Don't don't get me wrong with that. But if there is some solid story out there, and it's like, oh, real talk, like this is real, like people love this story. Fuck that. We're making a new version of it right now. Uh, it, it, I thought that was really cool. So this is the third Disney Channel original movie or DCOM. In Katie's world, she loves saying it like that. A lot of people say it like that. But That's how everyone says it. But she's like, DCOM. Uh, but we went through the list of DCOMs uh, back in the day. Around 2001, that's where I kind of dipped out. But a lot of the earlier ones, I watched the mess out of them. And they were really, really good. They're probably still good now, but uh, I'm, I'm older. I just It don't work anymore. When I was a kid, it was the coolest thing ever. But, you know, Alley Cat Strike is one of my absolute favorites. Uh yeah it's really cool stories and there's like a billion of them so get out there and watch a decom you know there's some scary ones i think in october i'm gonna get my sister on for don't look under the bed it was one of our absolute favorites and it's about like i don't know the boogeyman is trying to like 
like take over the world and this girl and her like imaginary friend are trying to save the world. It's one of our absolute favorites. We watched the mess out of it when it came out in October, whatever year, I think 99 or 2000. We watched it forever. So it's one of our absolute favorites. So I think I'm going to do that in October and try to get her on for it so she can watch it. But uh, no, Brink's really, really good. So uh, it's just an inline skater who joins a group of sponsored inline skaters to earn money to help his like poor family. Struggling family. <laughs> his dad's been let go of his job because he had an injury. Yeah, hurt his back. And so it's just him trying to be a good kid. And he kind of has to join the, the douchey kids. But he's still trying to be his best and trying to like be with his friends and stuff. It, it's a lot of... The situations get real muddy because he's with the bad guys. But he's trying not to be bad. It, it's a really, really cute movie. So the first thing when this movie starts, I don't know what song starts this movie out, but Katie was already like wiggling in her seat. Uh, I'm gonna have you just talk about the soundtrack at some point. I couldn't tell you what the names of the songs. Yeah, are. but you were you were very, very excited. The music was good. It was it's very much you know '98. 99 kind of life it felt good and this is in what san diego right mm-hmm. or around southern california they say southern california but it is san diego part of it is san diego because we see sure. parts of the, the comic-con con- like convention center and yes <laughs> it's not the comic-con convention center but it's the san diego convention center, yeah it's yes. where comic-con happens every year so we see parts of it so uh it's really good this movie is very much a 90s film late 90s you can feel it you can mm-hmm. taste it when you watch it I love it. This kid's mm-hmm. a, he's a cutie. He's a cutie pie. The way he talks and his family don't understand why he talks like that. And the dad's like, oh, I, don't, I just don't get it. He loves yeah. skating so much. I just don't like it. So uh, it's great. So like always, we'll get through the story. It's a decom. So it's pretty. It's to only the, an hour and a half. It's pretty to the point. It moves. So it's, I wouldn't say it's bare bones, but it's a good story. But it's just, it's enjoyable and it moves. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. So. Uh, Andy and his crew, uh, they're, they're soul skaters. So Peter, Jordy, and Gabriella, they're soul skaters. They skate for the fun of it, not for the money. And with a lot of sports films, a lot of people have to learn to just enjoy themselves out there. It makes it easier to do what you want to do. There's a Jackie yeah, Chan movie. You can movie. only win if you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. There's a Jackie Chan film out there where he's trying to fight the bad guy at the end and he's real rigid and and mean when he's fighting, and then he has a memory of his like his like girlfriend because she trains too, and they were having fun this one time, and he's like, okay, I need to relax, and he like wiggles his body, and he's like, I should have fun out here, and he beats the dude's butt, and I'm like, oh, it makes sense, you gotta relax, so yeah. uh, that and skate better, that's how you win. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there is a group of sponsored skaters in their school. Team X Blades. Blads. X Blads. Uh, they don't have an E in their name. Still Blades. <laughs> Led by the just criminally evil Val, which it's Spike. I I knew it was Spike, but watching him again. So if you watch the movie Little Giant to listen to us talk about it, uh, the Cowboys team had this gigantic child on their team. He was like seven foot. His name was Spike. He talked in a third person about himself. It's Spike from Grace Under Fire and stuff, but he's got long hair now, so he doesn't look as scary. He looks more scary. He's just kind of douchey when he got yeah, the long well, hair. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Spike's hair was like, oh, he might swing on me. Well, Spike was more intimidating because of the outfits that he was wearing. True. There's a big difference between like football player who's about to go to practice because in... In Little Giants, Spike is wearing like a tank top, essentially, mm-hmm. showing off his muscles, showing off his abs. It's like a cutoff tank top. He's yeah. showing off his abs. He's like in a practice shirt. And in this movie, he's in what was typical of 1990s skater culture. Yeah. He was in baggy pants, baggy shirt with a like his sponsor shirt on top of that. Like you couldn't see any muscle definition. No. Like for all intents and purposes, this kid could have been fat underneath. We wouldn't have known. Yeah. Because all of the parts that would have shown his muscle tone at all are completely covered. Yeah. So the first day of school, the Soul Skaters and X-Blades, uh, they are just pulling pranks on each other. Because they hate each other. The whole time. They absolutely hate each other. They got Val eating worms out of a sandwich that he did not look at. He just well, like... Well, because they got fucked before, the day before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The... 
Uh, well, they threw um, old boy shoes onto the, the line. Well, that was the first day of school. Before that first day of school, they're trying to get, they're practicing at the skating place. Oh. <laughs> there's like a, there's like a little skate park on the beach that they go to practice. And the soul skaters have the area. And then Team X-Blades comes and basically forces them off and messes up their time to run, like, to practice. And to get them back, they pull all sorts of shit at school. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an absolute mess. These kids, they... Because they get the skateboarders to, to beat them up, to beat yeah. Team X-Blades. Oh, I'd start swinging. But uh, Val, he bites into a sandwich that is chock full 90% worms. It was full of other things before the worms got in there. They grabbed a grip, an actual handful of worms, put it right in the middle, earthworms, and he takes this gigantic bite. Like, one of the worms is, like, stretching. You know, it's gummy, but he eats a giant... I don't care who you are. It could be President Obama. Somebody makes me eat worms, hands are coming out. There's no talking. There's no... It's fighting, biting. That's what's happening if you make me eat worms. So, Val, they're talking all types of crap. And so they have themselves a little relay race, and they it's going good, you know. But then Boomer, one of the skaters on Team X Blades, he gets really messed up in he the wipes race. Out. And as you see from the beginning, Brink is a very nice kid. He stops mid race to help him, and Val's like, "What are you doing, man? Like the race?" And his kind of friends are kind of caught off guard too. And he's like, "He's hurt, man. Like get some help. Like he's busted up." And, and Val says, fuck it, I'm going to win this race. Right? And it, it's goes all about, on with his life. Yeah, it's all about that dub. So Brink and the other races, they're caught and they're suspended for the day. And so Brink, he's getting like the third degree from his dad. And his dad's been on uh, unemployment or uh, what's the workers comp? Yeah. Because he got busted up at his job. And uh, their family's in kind of financial trouble because the mom, she is a realtor. And realtor's life is awesome and not awesome. So when you're not selling houses, you're kind of just sitting at work looking at a wall. But if you're selling houses, man, gravy train. Like It's just like car salesman. You're doing good. When you're selling cars, your life is great. When you're not, you're like, whoo, kind of dry. <laughs> Been dry for a month. And it's like, I'm yeah. hungry. So it, it's a very scary job. But if you are prepared for it, being a realtor is amazing, you know? Yeah. And so Brink realizes that he needs to help out, you know? He kind of feels a little little crappy about it. And so Brink goes to a tryout because Val brings up that Boomer's hurt and they're going to need someone else to play. And he's like, Val's like, I mean, none of you guys are going to make it because you're crap. But I just wanted to say it out loud for no reason. And we get money. Okay, bye. And he scoots off with his goons. Yeah. And Brink's like, oh, if I join them. I can get 200 bucks a week and I can help out my family, which is so cute and nice. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm going to join these dudes. I absolutely 100% hate, but I don't care. It's the money I want. Yeah. And so he actually goes and the dad tells him like, so Brink brings it up kind of. He's like, I want to get a job to help out. And the dad's, the dad's like, like, hell yeah, yeah, get a job. That's cool. Sweet. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to skate. And he's like, oh, the thing that got you suspended yesterday? Absolutely you, not. You, that's what you want to do to make money. No, you quit it. And Brink's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and He's a he, typical teenager. Yeah. Doesn't and he actually sense. does it. He's an amazing skater. And so the team, Val makes it seem like he's like, you're crap, but you're the best crap we have. Val's instantly like jelly of this kid. Like, Val's a dick. Yes, yes he is. But Brink's really, really good. And so Ralph, the dad, actually gets him a job at Pup and Suds. Probably one of the coolest names for a dog grooming business you could have. And so, yeah, right? <laughs> one day. And so he actually is working at that, doing skating for X-Blades, practicing with his friends, and doing school, and going home and studying all day. And so he is very worn out. And tired. Yeah, he's tore the fuck up. He is trying his best to juggle everything in his life. And at some point, there's an invitational before the big competition where everyone's going to go to. And Brink skates up with shades on. He's trying to stay hidden because he don't want anybody to know that he's with the X-Blades because they're, they're douchebags. Because his team, he hasn't told his team yet that yes. he is doing this. Because he, he assumes they wouldn't understand or they would just be mad about it, which yeah. if you're talking to friends about something, like 
everyone has financial issues. That happens all the time. Be like, hey, y'all, I'm going to join this group. I don't like them. This is just because my family needs money. If he just said that, but kids get really scared that their friends are going to be like, oh, I hate you forever. Go away. And that's the end of the story. So I, I get his fear of it. But as a grown person, I'm like, hey, I'm doing this like crappy job because I need money. So don't think I'm a piece of crap for this. I'm just trying to get that paper. And like, oh, yeah, you good, man. You good. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's kids. So uh, they actually catch him at the Invitational because he's doing work. And they're like, hey, let's go see the new X-Blades player. And they're like, oh, my God, it's Brink. And he's like, oh, no. And he, they win. X-Blades wins. And the the person in charge of X-Blades is like, here's your money, Brink. And he's like, sweet. And then his friends roll up. And this is 100% how it would be if, if like, Terrell was on some bad guy team and he didn't tell us. They roll, they push him down so hard. Gabby pushes him down. <laughs> Gabby ain't playing around. She checked him so hard to the ground. He's like, oh, you're just going to lie? You're just going to lie and be on the bad guy's team? You a piece of crap, Brink. And I was like, that's fucking done. That's 100% how break. we would do. I'd be yeah. so pissed. I'm like, oh, this is what we doing now, Terrell? You're just going to lie to us and say that you sick or your mom's sick? That's it? Huh? That's your life right now? Get out of my face. And oh, we'd have been so mad. Me and Steve just skated up pissed. So now his family, his fam, multiple families, like his family family, you know, still money issues. And his skating family, they hate him. And the X-Blade family, he's like, I can't do this anymore. And he quits on them. And so he decides to rejoin after uh, uh, it's just money. You know, he has to keep doing it. because He's very depressed after his real friends were like, we're done here, sir. And they, they're starting to ignore him at school and stuff. And so while scouting for a downhill uh, leg of the upcoming competition, because downhill is really cool, I would have done that part of it, um, the Soul Skaters, they are at the downhill spot, and they're practicing. And so Val comes up with a very douchey plan, because he's a douche. They're like, hey, let's have ourselves a little race. And so Gabriella and Brink do the downhill race. And Val tells Brink before the race starts, he's like, hey, stay on the outside of that last turn. Just FYI. And he's like, no, why would you go on the outside? You stay on the inside on a turn. He's like, just do it, douchebag. And he scoots off to be at the end to see the winner. And so down going down the 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 race, the downhill, Gabby eats it because Val put all these rocks on the road in which I haven't skated super fast. Apparently they're going like 40 miles per hour down that yep. road. I haven't gone over uh, rocks that fast on skates. But apparently it's devastating. I haven't gone. I can't tell you that I if I went 40 miles an hour because I how would I have clocked myself? But I have done that. Skated downhill really fucking fast. Yeah. And then hit rocks. That shit sucks. <laughs> like you remember that in um, A League of Their Own when she slides and she gets that big ass. Yeah. That strawberry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's some shit that happens when you hit rocks going down a hill. Good lord. Okay. (laughs) It sucks. Yeah, so Gabby hits these rocks and Val threw out like handfuls of rocks around this corner. She eats it and boy, she slides forever and just just dies on on the street. And so everybody's like, oh my god, Gabby. And they run up and Brink, it hits him what happened with that. And he's like, you, you douchebag. You did this to her. Yeah. Just cause How fucking dare you. It's not even like an official race. Like So you learn instantly, Val does not like losing, even if it's for nothing, you know? And he'd yeah. rather risk people's lives to win. And then he gets kind of mad at Brink because he didn't finish the race again. He's like, bro, just keep skating. He's like, like bitch, your team explodes now. Yeah, my friend just almost died. I'm going to stop, obviously. So now Gabby is... Um, out of commission for like a week yeah she's out of commission she's blowed up for a week and so he goes to talk to her the friends are still not talking to her and gabby's not talking to him yes and gabby kind of gets on him about like you know being a douchebag and stuff and so he finally has a heart to heart with his dad and the dad tells him like why are you doing all this stuff like, you seem so much happier with skating, and now you're, like, really down and depressed. And so he told the, his dad that he joined X-Blades for money to help out and stuff. And he wanted to be somebody from it, you know, because he loves skating. And so he admits 
he got what he wanted. People know his name more. It's like he got him into a lot of crap, and he lost his friends, and he doesn't have fun skating with X-Blades. And the dad says, like, hey, man, like, just because we're, like, poor and all that stuff, you don't have to skate for the money and be depressed. Like, no, skate for what you want. Like, we'll be all right, buddy. And he tells him, like, that's not your identity. Your identity is Brink. You're Andy Brinker. You're an amazing child, a really good friend. That's your identity, not skating. Skating is something that you're good at. And I was like, that's a really cool thing to tell a child because, like, when you're growing up, you're like, well, I'm really good at this thing. This is my thing. And a lot of people identify with it and they get deep into it. Back in the day, that's how you got awesome, like, prodigies and people that are just amazing at things, you know? But, you know, when you get older, it's like, that's not the only thing you have to do, but some people think, you know? But uh, just like singers, you know, they're like, wow, you're a really good singer when you were a kid. He's like, well, that's it. That's my life's goal is to be the best singer ever. And I'm like, you don't have to be. Just be, ah, you know, I'm just getting, getting wah, wah about it. But um, so he realizes that he'd rather skate for fun. And that's his thing. And so Brink scoots up the vowel and Boomer at this point is healthy. Hooray, go Boomer. And he throws this, the wateriest thickest milkshake in Val's face calling him a douchebag and he quits X-Blades and he returns all the gear. Oh, they're eating pizza on the table. This is another Insta fight. They're eating pizza and Brink throws all his stuff onto the pizza. I'm like, eyes would have gone wide. I'm oh like, yeah, when I'd he throws those fucking it. skates onto the pizza, I was like, oh no, we fighting over that pizza. <laughs> like, I don't care if you throw the skates or whatever at me, but you just ruined my entire pizza. Like <laughs> me and Katie would have got up, Chief. What you doing? What you doing? And we just would have spread out on them. Like these are swings, buddy. Like I said, fighting and biting, man. That's what we do. But uh, <laughs> he quits Team's X Blades and throws this milkshake all up in his face. It, it was the wateriest milkshake. I'd have been like, it shouldn't be this this, this thin. And so uh, a couple days before the competition. His friends are still broken up, and then uh, one of the kids, his skates, like, explode <laughs> while they're practicing. He's yeah. like, I can't fix these. I don't got money. I'm a little dumb kid. And so Brink comes up, and he's like, hey, guys. like, uh, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I and fucked up. And he's like, I, I have a plan to get the team sponsored under the name Team Pup and Suds, and... We got new gear. And he's like, how'd you get the gear? And he's like, well, I got an advance on my paychecks. And he's like, how many advances? Eh, for like four years. For four months. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to get paid for a while. <laughs> and so he helps them out. And they all get new skates and stuff. And they forgive him because they're actually friends, you know? Yay, friendship. You know what I mean? And so as friends, they compete in the competition. And it's really good stuff. Uh, the points go solid. Brink and his freestyle... Um, run he actually slips and i didn't think slips were that much of a punishment mm-hmm. score wise but he gets what 87 89 out of 100 89 yeah and everyone at this level are getting like 95 96s like one slip he's like ah oh, this sucks and so all the points are coming together his friend does a 540 that he's, Which been, he's been struggling with the whole time. And he finally cracks it out and gets like, what, a 97, 98 or yeah, something out of it? a really good score. And so the teams, X-Blades and Soul Skaters, are Team Pup and Suds, go figure, they're tied. And so it goes down to the downhill. And obviously, Brink and Val, they're, they're the best skaters. And so... And the ones that hate each other the most. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, while they're doing it, Brink has a smile on his face because, oh, his sister upgrades him mentally and physically i guess katie yeah katie tells him to skate better and he's skate better and he sits there he's like son of a bitch just skate better that's how i win and he like no joke i say that with my friends all the time like going through some shit skate better like a whole thing and it's funny he's just like skating away talking he's like just skate better i should have just thought of that before why didn't i fucking think of that it's really cute and so they're going on the downhill brink smile on his face like always because he's he's in his zone now he just wants to be happy and do something fun val is constantly glancing over at brink just snarling because You know, when you want to win something, keep looking back at the other person. That's the best way to win something. No. Eyes ahead. Sweep the leg. 
in a good yes. sense. Don't sweep the leg. Don't do what Val does in this race. But it's the people that constantly looking back like, how close is Katie? How close? Is no, don't worry about her. Do your job and you'll win. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, people don't want to win. So Val, the whole race, Val is constantly bumping Brink and trying to knock him off. There are a couple of spots in the race where ESPN is not recording. Blind turns. Yes, and Val knows these spots, and so he gets really dirty. Because he's a dick. In these spots. So obviously, he's been doing this for a long time, and he's been a cheap kid in his races for a hot minute. And it's funny, uh, in one spot, Val crashes off the course, eats it real good, all these hay bales and stuff, and Brink, like always, stops, and he's like, are you all right, dude? And Val's like, I counted on you doing this, and like yanks him down to the ground, he gets up real quick and scoots off, and Brink gets up and catches up to him, and I didn't realize, first time I watched this, the ESPN camera guys are recording everything. And one of them says, did you get all of that? And he's like, yeah, I got it all. Yeah, I got every minute of it. And I was every like, second. oh, my God. He got him saying it yep. and doing it. I was like, what a douche. Yep. So um, Val has a big lead. Uh, Brink does a, uh, he makes a choice and scoots off course. <laughs> You're so upset. It catches up to him. And so now it's a dead skate. It's like flat land. And you just have to pump to the end. And there's like this little jump. And so Val doesn't win. Brink makes it there before him because he's a stronger child mentally and physically. And Brink. Because yeah, he skated better. Yeah. Brink wins. And Val, at second, he loses. He just scoots off very mad. The X Blades manager, Jimmy, saw him cheating. Instantly says, Oh, he's, he's kicked off the team, bro. It's like, You want his spot? You want to be the new leader of X Blades? It's like, Nah, man. I just want to skate for fun and beat you because apparently you just become douchey when you play for money, which yeah. doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. Uh, I didn't realize that the cameras caught Val cheating, so he's probably not going to be a skater ever again. Nope. Well, to a professional extent, he's lost his just like situation right there. So I thought that was awesome that he actually, they didn't have to like, Brink didn't have to say it and be like, this dude keeps cheating and doing bad stuff he didn't have to say it he he stayed quiet the whole time about him being a douchebag the world just caught it which happens in a lot of disney films people don't have to rat each other out it just karma reveals it to the world which i think is really cool that does not happen in life a lot um uh, people record stuff a lot now so yeah it'll probably happen now but back in the day nah man you gotta say stuff like Katie tried to kill somebody yesterday. I saw it. And they're like, oh, my God, Katie, why would you do that? And she's like, I want to win. And they drag her off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> I'll do it again. They're like, oh, my God, she's talking about killing people. Oh, my God, she's crazy. Uh, but no, uh, Brink's amazing. I had a great time watching this again. Uh, yeah, Katie was smiling the whole time. So it's a really, really good movie. Uh, Katie, who is your favorite character in Brink? Gabby. Um, Gabby is absolutely my favorite. Christina Vidal did a great job. Um, I loved her in everything that she did in the 90s. I started loving her from this movie, and then every time she popped up as like a backup character in a movie, um, I just was like, oh my God, that's Gabby from Brink! Because I (laughs) loved this movie so much when I grew up. Um, I was a... I tried to be a inline skater like this um i was kind of bitch made um (laughs) about ramps and stuff i did my best um but it was scary because i was 12 (laughs) um the rollerblading fad did not last very long and i was the wrong age for it like i needed to be a couple of years older for it to have been like for me to be the right age for it to have done for me to have done anything with yeah, it yeah we missed um, it by the time that rollerblading like was not the cool thing anymore i i was like 13 uh so like what could i have possibly done at 12 like <laughs> it's not like today where you know you can record yourself doing fucking cool tricks and shit and put it on youtube and everybody sees it and then someone's like oh shit let's sign that child um it wasn't like that in the 90s it was like you had to know somebody who knew somebody and you had to work your way up through all these different things. I mean, you still have to do that 
Yeah. To an extent. But it's a lot easier days. to. But it's a lot easier to get yourself noticed. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, all that to say, inline skating was my jam in middle school. That's like all I fucking did. I had the like expensive skates. I like got in trouble for grinding on shit at school, like <laughs> on campus after school was done. Like, you know, I did that whole thing. Um. But I was one of the only girls who did that. There. You know, I grew up a tomboy. All my friends were boys. So all of them were really into uh, rollerblading and shit. And because of that, I got really into it, too, because you do what your friends do. Yeah. And again, I was the only girl that I knew that was really into the like trick side of roller skating. Everyone else was just kind of like, oh, yeah, let's go to the roller rink and like skate around in circles. And I was like, nah, let's like jump on tables and shit. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to do. <laughs> So Gabby was like my idol because she was doing all of these cool things. And at the time, she was the only girl that I had ever seen do anything like that. Um, you know, this is a, around the same time when the X Games started to get big. And for any of you who were around when that was happening, there were not any girls in the circuits at that time. Like, And when there were, it was very, very rare. And they typically got kicked out at the very beginning. Like, didn't make it past qualifying. So, Gabby was like, that's who I am. And I was already hot-headed and Latina. Like, that this, we were this, I was Gabby. And that's why she's my favorite. Because she sticks up for her team no matter what. She checks Brink like hella hard. Uh, like, no, doesn't give a fuck. Like, bitch, what the hell? Yeah. And she really cares for the rest of her team. Like, one day, Peter's uh, skates get thrown. Like, the very first day of school, Pete's skates get thrown up on the wires by Val because he's a dick. And Gabby's just like, yeah, dude, like, here's my shoes. You can wear them. Um, and I'll just suffer in this dress for you because I'd rather. I, can, I already have two pairs of shoes. Like, it's fine. Yeah. So, she was my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, no, she was great. Uh, honorable mention the the Gabby, like girl figure, you know, tough girls, you know, something about them. But uh, no, I actually went with Brink in this movie. He and usually with main characters, they have like some type of flaw, and then they learn, and they grow, and then they evolve into the cooler version. Brink's only problem was he was try just trying to do too much. Honestly, that was his only issue because. He was just as nice as he was from the beginning. He was just as good. He didn't have to like go to some old skater and learn some move to win. He was he was just as amazing from the beginning. It's just he was trying to make everybody happy. And that was the only physical and mental problem for him. He was doing too much. That was the only problem. Uh, he was awesome. And I just love he, he kept the same attitude except for a little spot in the middle where he was just worn out and tired and just sad because his friends weren't there. But he kept a really good pace during the movie. I loved it. And plus, just him just saying skate better it always makes me smile. It, it's a good stuff. This movie's cute as hell, so it always makes me happy. Uh, who was your least favorite character? Val. Um, I love that actor, the guy who plays Val. He's Sam Horrigan. He's fucking great. And he plays, he had his own last name in this movie because it's a kid's movie. So, you know, they can't change it too much or else the people won't know who the fuck they're talking to. Um, but Val is my least favorite. That guy was a cheater from start to finish. He was a dick for no goddamn reason. Like, yeah. just because Brink was better than him, he, rather than like, oh, teach me that move, bro. Or like, you know, show me how, you, how to do that. Or like, Let's hang out so we can skate better together. It was just like, no, nah, I'm going to be a dick from start to finish. And I'm going to sabotage every move that I can just to fuck your team over because I don't like you. So I'm going to throw shoes up on the string. I'm going to throw rocks in just the fucking middle of the street to fuck Gabby up. Like, it's fucking stupid. So Val's an asshole. He's my least favorite. So big ups to Val. Uh, he's doo-doo, but I knew Katie was going to say Val, <laughs> so I didn't have to. The I picked the dad all the way up until third act. That dad was doo-doo, but I, I, I understand as I am not a father, and I probably never will be a father, but just going off that fact of like, wait, you trying to make money? Doing the thing that got you like 
like suspended. You're trying to do more of that so you can get more suspended or hurt. Like get the fuck out of here. But just watching it from a not parent stance, and I'm like, bro, that's he's good at it. Like hopefully you understand he's good at it. I don't. It makes it seem like he didn't really go watch him perform that much. He was working. Yeah. So it's like if you went and saw your kid win all the time, because I assume Brink wins a lot because everyone knows he's good. I'm like, bro, you should let your kid try to do something good like that. Like parents now, they're like, oh, wow, this kid's really good at like football. Let me just branch out. Let me help water this like little seed. And it's like, oh, you're in the NFL now because I pushed, didn't push you. I just helped you along. Just like kids that are really good at swimming or stuff. And it's like, you could be in the Olympics, chief. And the parents wake up early, get them to their practices and stuff. And it's like, you know, 20 years later, it's like, my child's in the Olympics because, you know, I helped out. So he was, he was kind of crap. But then he finally talked to his kid. That too. The stigma of dads not being able to talk to their kids the efficient way. Because two guys apparently can't talk to each other and show emotion. Yeah. Too much, too much, uh emotion between men yeah apparently that's a really hard thing to do you know i'm glad that that's kind of going away finally in films now it's 2020 it's been 20 something years since this movie came out yeah um but it's yeah it's a lot to break down there's like this weird thing that happens with teenage teenagers and their parent of the same gender like girls get to a certain point and then they can't talk to their moms they don't want to talk to their yeah. moms about things in movies and same thing with boys like they get to a certain point and it's like oh no now i'm a man and i have to handle this in the manly way and take care of all of these things all by myself and rather than asking the person who's clearly already been through it because they're fucking an adult and you know figuring it out so yeah so that was that tropes going away yeah that was the biggest complaint i had about his dad because i was like dude just talk to your child and he the first time the first couple times he tried to talk to him he's like are you good and he's like yeah i'm like you know he's not good you obviously know he's not good he's like okay well i'm, I'm gonna go eat some more asparagus bye i'm just like talk to your fucking kid but you know everything... it's hard to talk to someone who doesn't want to talk i know but he could have said something because the last time they talk he finally breaks down that like like sad wall that Brink had and finally got to talk to him. I mean, yeah. it helped when they were looking at his old skates and they worked it in that way. Yeah. He could have worked it out. But like I said, it's it's a family film. Teenagers are hard is yeah. what this movie is about. Yes. Is what all <laughs> what all coming of age movies are about. Yeah. Teenagers are difficult. And it also helps that it's a Disney film. You got to at least make it to an hour and a half. So you can't solve the problem 20 minutes in, you know. Yeah. It'd be a short film, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, the dad was poop. Val, that, that's a no-brainer. I, I felt I didn't have to say it because I knew you were going to say it. So I was like, yeah, that guy was I, But obviously, he's poop. Uh, big ups to Boomer. It's the Black Ranger, Walter Jones. He was in this movie. Uh, he's like 30, but they made him look like he was a kid. Uh, was he 30 when this movie came out? He was older. This was post Power Rangers. Yes. Post his he was at least Power he Rangers. was at least 24. Yeah, he, he was, just looks young. Yeah, he did look young. Yeah, uh, he wasn't 30 something, but he was at least 21. At least 21. Oh, for sure. Because well, he had already done all the Power Rangers, and he was an adult in Power Rangers. So. Yeah, they were all grown. So, uh, and I don't know what year this was. Be Brink's not a freshman. No, he's at least, he's old enough to have a job in California, so he's at least 16. Okay. Well, maybe in the 90s, maybe 15. Maybe a junior? Yeah, sophomore, junior. He's middle high school. I don't think he was a senior. Because they didn't make, No. it wasn't a big deal. The first day of him being a senior would have been, like, they would have pushed that or mentioned it. Like, first day of senior year, like, you're going to do great. They would have just said something at the very beginning. So it's got to be, like, one of the middle years. I'm assuming sophomore. I'm assuming sophomore, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, but big ups to Boomer. It was really cool to see his face, and I was like, I forgot he was in this, and I was like, oh my god, the Black Ranger, look at Zach being a good guy on the douchey team, and he's like, hey man, I thought we were just gonna like, like, razz him, like, why are you like trying to kill them, and Val's like, oh, you know, so uh, that was really cool, but yeah, the dad was poop, so at, at the beginning, he got better after the talk, and then I actually, think he was just a dad. Yeah. Honestly, like, it sucks to say that because 
dads are somehow less involved. I feel like both of his parents. This is very, very 90s. Yeah. Like, you can... <laughs> You can tell just in the interaction between the dads and the kid, or the parents and the kids, that this is very '90s. Like these kids were kind of latchkey kids. They were like yeah. on that that end, that tail end of latchkey yeah. kids. They like walked to school like, and they came home whenever. Like the parents, then... the parents were doing their own thing. You know, they had their own lives. The kids had their own lives. Like Katie was self sufficient. Clearly, uh, Brink was just all over the place. Like they didn't seem to give a fuck that he was just like okay. I'm going to skate to school and then you won't see me again till nine o'clock at night when I get home from skating and my job. Like, yeah, no one gives a fuck. They were so, just like, oh, he's back. Cool. Because of that, because they were definite like latchkey, the end of the latchkey kids, you can see that in their interactions with their parents. Like, not only is Brink's relationship with his father strained because his dad just like doesn't know how to talk to his kid. But the mom doesn't ever try to talk to the kid either. And typically, in at least in movies, when this happens, when, you know, the dad is having struggles, when one of the parents is having struggles, the other parent comes in and talks. Yeah. And there was never really an instance when the mom, like, talked to no. the kid. She knew that he was struggling because she walked in on him when he was just fucking passed the fuck out at, like, 1030 at night in the middle of his homework. And she put away all his books and, like, put his blankets on him. But she didn't ever confront him about the issue. So it was an issue on both for both parents, not just the yeah. dad. Like, neither one of them took the initiative to be like, what the fuck is going on with you? What's yeah. wrong? Yeah, Clearly she, she something's it, wrong. Yeah, she made it the dad's job. Because she yeah. told him, like, you need to talk to Brink. You like, need to you talk need to, to your son. And it's like, why couldn't you have talked to your son? Like, you could have done it too. And I'm not trying to put more, you know, like... The dad was out of work and, like, was doing nothing. Like, this should be his job. Yeah. You know, take care of the kids. This is your job. Mom's working. But, like, if there's something wrong with your kid and one parent can't get through to that kid, then the other parent at least needs to try. And there was no attempt from the mom. It was just yeah. like, eh. Yeah. Okay. So, let's do seven word synopsis. I have one. Because, once again, this is a movie I just kind of sat and watched. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing popped up. Val should have went to jail easily. Uh, this boy out here doing like attempted murder on people, he really should have went to jail after this. Yeah. And I don't know. In the Southern California world of the 90s, he probably just, they were like, hey, quit that. And he's like, okay. And then he went home. He should have really gotten in trouble for doing all this stuff he was doing. But Yeah, and the fact that he was on a sponsored team, like he was in a, uh, maybe not national, but at least a large spotlight. Yeah. Um, you know, he was on magazine covers and all these different things. Like, if Tony Hawk had done a race with Bob Burnquist or some other skater, some bullshit, and they had been, like, doing this race, and he had fucking thrown out gravel so the other person <laughs> had gotten hurt, <laughs> Tony Hawk's sponsorships would have ended. Yeah. And he, not only would his sponsorships been ended, he would have gone to jail. Like, this is not just a, like, oh, you kind of fucked up, like... What the hell? No, you super fucked up. You're out of here. Right, stop <laughs> like, it. Go to jail. <laughs> or in this case, I guess, juvenile detention facility. Yeah, but, go to juvie. But like, still, like... Criminal. Fucked up. <laughs> okay. Uh, your turn. Okay. I also only had one because I love this movie so much. I couldn't, like, stop Yeah. to just, like, make up a thing. So I said, I'm going to talk. Nope. I'm going to skate. Yep. <laughs> One of the main catchphrases or like phrases that Brink brings up to his team and then they later bring up to him. He says, when you woke up today, did you think to yourself, today I'm going to talk? Or did you say, today I'm going to skate? And it like pumps up the whole fucking team because they're like, hell yeah, I'm going to fucking skate today, bruh. And it's really good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah a- I really like that. <laughs> It's really good. So, this movie came out August 29th, 1998. So, being that it's a made-for-cable movie, it was a DCOM, there's no real budget or money, stuff like that. So, we kind of just got to go off the reception of it. And it's really good. People love this movie. Uh, Complex, uh, this magazine, they ranked it number one on the magazine's list of 25 best DCOMs. Absolutely. Uh, in 2015, Entertainment Weekly ranked Brink number four on a list of the top 30. 
and uh, Entertainment Weekly can go fuck itself because there are not three other DCOMs that are better than this. There's yeah. maybe one other one that's like equal, but no fucking way are there three that are better than Brink. Yeah, MTV had a I'll list. I'll fight you, Entertainment right? Weekly. <laughs> MTV MTV rated it number thirty seven out of ninety nine films. So they I guess they did all the DCOMs, and they were like, "This is number thirty seven, Which I was like, eh, "MTV could go fuck itself." Yeah, <laughs> thirty seven out of all the DCOMs. No, 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 no. There's like a hundred DCOMs. There's no fucking way there are thirty six DCOMs that are better nah. than this movie. And like I said, at that point, it kind of goes down to the person. Because uh, I liked a lot of the sillier MTV ones. MTV should have been rating this on fucking one. soundtrack. On soundtrack alone, yeah, Brink soundtrack. destroys every other decom. Yeah, the soundtrack's solid. Fucking fight me. Uh, but no, everyone <laughs> out here that ranks it, it's in the top like fourth of whatever number it's on. Uh, it should be number one on a lot more people's things. But like I said, it depends on the age. And if you watched it live or if you lived that life, I think, you know. But no, this movie's great. A lot of people don't say that it, like, is different for its time. There are some different things. Uh, we were part of that age where you just had to kind of survive on your own. Uh, my mom, she Lashy was... kids. Yeah, my mom was very busy doing her job. So we got home from the bus. I had to make sure Jasmine didn't, like, kill herself. And we made food and stuff. And she got home. And it was like that all the time. Like, she didn't wake us up for school. I had alarms. We had to get going because she was gone. By when we woke up. So I just had to make sure things were like that. Man, it was fun. It helps with your self-reliance. It's just like, I got to get up and get ready for school because Mm -hmm. no one's going to get me up. And so even in this world, I was like, dang, he gets to like skate to school. Like, that's so legit. He has to skate to school because he was late. Yeah. He woke up late. But that's legit, man. I would do that all the time. I'd like skateboard if, you know. If school was close enough, our school was, was like miles away, so we couldn't do that. But if it wasn't like super far, oh, 100%. I'm skating or riding a bike, doing something like that. So it's, I love it. It's a slice of how we used to live. And, you know, I didn't skate that much because that shit's scary. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> uh, but honestly, if I got into it, I would have been all about skateboarding and it kind of it's one of those things now when i look back on them like i'm kind of sad i didn't do it back then because i would have some type of uh memories aptitude to it now and not do a lot of it but just you know i'd be able to like cruise on a skateboard you know just kick and then just scoot you know kick push that you know kick push and then just scoot and like ah it's nice you know Uh, i'd probably have a longboard and just scoot happily down the street i could but just now it's like there are stakes to it. <laughs> if I fall hard enough, my shit's gone, and I'm like, <laughs> back when you're a kid and everything's growing and your body's bendy, yeah, yeah, and when you just you're made of rubber, quickly, yeah, quickly evolving. That's what my mom used to say it was, yeah, you're made of rubber, and I didn't understand that as a kid. I didn't get it. I was like, oh, that's a silly thing to say, but as an adult, I totally understand yeah. what she meant. Because now I'm like, I'm worried about like. <laughs> hurting injuring myself because that not only like am i injured but like as a kid you know you break your leg or whatever you get a cast on and then you don't think anything of it you just go to school and do your thing but like today if i fall weird like i'm doing something stupid and i fall weird and i break my wrist like okay well now my wrist doesn't work which means i can't write and i can't type and i can't do this and i can't do that and it affects my job yeah which affects how i'm going to eat and pay my bills yeah. and how am i gonna pay for the hospital bill because lord knows fucking medic like all of the health world in america is fucking terrible and is overpriced so yeah. like there's all these factors that go into i guess the timidness of mm-hmm. adults into doing yeah scary things <laughs> that stuff's wild man. like as a kid i didn't think anything of it because my parents oh, had me on their health insurance so if i got heard or whatever like it was coming out of their thing and you know kids are typically fully covered so it's not a it wasn't a huge deal if i got hurt like my family wasn't financially suffering from it but if me or otis were to get seriously injured right now we would be kind of shit out of luck because one of our incomes would be affected (laughs) like half of our household income would be affected and it's just like a whole thing 
A lot, a lot more goes into it yeah. as an adult than and as, and what you're what thinking of as a kid. that's what I was saying about like the stakes of it all. You know, I'm I'm not scared to get hurt. It's just the future of it. Like the next three months after I break something, I'm like, oh, this is gonna suck. Yeah. And so, but like I said, if I was a kid doing that wild stuff, I would do it now. One of um, I watch Twitch a lot, and uh, one of my favorite people to watch uh, in between games, he gets on his skateboard, and he has carpet in his house, and he just does like kickflips and works on it and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I used to skate a lot when I was a kid, but you know, I'm not dumb anymore. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do this in carpet and just do kickflips and his dog watches him. And I'm like, that's so cool. I wish, you know, I had an aptitude for it. And he's like, sometimes I just skate around the neighborhood cause he's in New York somewhere. So he just scoots and stuff. And I'm like, that's really cool. But neither here nor there. I wanted a trampoline too, but then I've seen so many injuries. So I'm good. And my mom's like, nah, you gonna hurt yourself. And my mom was kind of, had a finger on the pulse of dumb things. Because I want Heelys. Really, I still want Heelys. I don't care if I break my leg, if I get Heelys. But she's like, you're going to break your leg if you get Heelys. And my friend broke his leg. And she looked at me. She's like, that could have been you. And I'm like, you right. But I'm a grown person now. I want Heelys real bad. <laughs> uh, but no. So Brink is great. Uh, like I said, it makes us think about our childhoods and stuff. And how we were latchkey kids. And no one loved us. And how we had to grow up. I was loved. How dare you? <laughs> I was loved too. I was loved too. But uh, no, it was really, really cool slice of 90s. So uh, watch it. It's really dang good. Probably one of the best DCOMs you will watch. And it's an early one. So like how they make these movies kind of evolve off of this. So there's some good ones. The not- ones in the 90s are pretty dang solid. Uh, early 2000s, good too. Around 2003, I stopped watching them. Like I said, mm-hmm. I was like, eh. But there's some good ones. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about Brink, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email it is AllentownPresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, I don't know for sure if we are done with Sports Month or not. I think we have one more. Oh, okay. Do the, the bowling one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we got one more. One more good one. One of my favorites. I love it. So, we're going to do that and then. We're done until next year, and we'll watch some more sports films and with my friends and stuff. And but martial arts month is coming up, so I'm very excited. Uh, I'm gonna try to squeeze in uh, Three Ninjas kickback. It's my favorite. Uh, my friends are like, I'd rather eat paint so than watch it. But uh, Greg and Justin, the the more lighthearted ones of the group, are like, Hell yeah, Three Ninjas, let's do it, baby! And then Steve's like, I will kill you all if we have to watch it. So. We'll, we'll see. It might have to be a split one, but I kind of want to watch Three Ninjas kick back. They get masks, man. They go to Japan. It's awesome. So, like Kabuki always, masks. right? For everyone here at Allentown Presents, thank you so much for listening. We do this all the time, and it's fun. I love talking. And this is, what, year two, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting really good at it, all the talking and stuff. You know? It's, hey, way better than me in a dark room drunk talking about Freddy Krueger, I'll tell you that. The first couple episodes are rough. But <laughs> it was poop. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. But I think we're doing way better. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back very soon with another episode. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.